Welcome to Kingdom Living Today with Apostle Desiree Andrews, broadcasting from I Kingdom Ministry Studio in Tallahassee, Florida. Join Apostle Des with today's word just for you. Well, bless the Lord, bless the Lord, hallelujah. I'm just so thankful for you all joining me here. I am Apostle Des, and we are here for Kingdom Living today. And I have a couple of special guests I want to go ahead and introduce you to. Some you probably already know, and um, just want to go ahead and bring them on in. Help me welcome Dr. Marva and Stan Brewington. God bless you. God bless you. Hello, hello. Hello, Apostle Des. Good to be with you again. It is good to see you again, and I am so excited because we are, you're going to tell us about some stuff that you have going on. Yeah, super excited. Yes. So um, if you will, let's just go ahead and start out with you, both of you, if you don't mind, telling us a little bit about yourself. All right, sure. Not sure what you guys are looking for, but hey, I am Dr. Marva, um, as um, Apostle Desiree has already mentioned. So glad to be here with you on today. I am the founder of Kingdom Impact Ministries, formerly setting the captives free one word at a time. Um, just to give you a little bit of insight in terms of who I am, I'm a woman that has been in love with God for over 20 something years. Um, I was first saved in 1989, um, understood that there was a call upon my life in 1993, ran for about two years from that calling. <laughs> Um, until about 1995, and that's when I accepted my call, but didn't really start walking in that fully until about 1999, um, where I started kind of working through ministerial training and just learning the essence of character building and really all that's required to be um, one that works in the ministry with the Lord Jesus Christ. And so that's a little bit about who I am. I'm also a, a wife of this wonderful man right here of 30 <laughs> years, my husband Stan. I am um, a mother of two beautiful girls. They're both young adults now. I am a grandmother of one lovely grandson. So I'm happy to be a part of all of their lives. Um, that's really a little bit about me. I'll go ahead and turn it over to Stan for him to share a little bit about himself. Absolutely. Well, hello, everyone. And uh, everything that she's done, I've been there for the ride, right? So everything <laughs> that she's gone through, we've gone through together. and. And uh, I've been a part of it. So we work as a team. And, and uh, so it's been exciting, uh, our Christian walk up to this point. But I'm the husband. My name is Stan. I'm the husband of 30 years, uh, a father, two daughters, like my wife mentioned, and we have a grandson. Um, I'm just a brother that loves the Lord. Um, you know, uh, I love to see people do well. I, li I love to see people live their best lives and any part that I could play in helping them to live the best lives. Um, even if it's only for a season that we come in contact with each other, but I'm, I'm just a, a brother that loves the Lord and loves to see people do well. Amen. So a little bit about myself. Amen. 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 All right. So I understand that um, you've been in ministry for a while and um, doing some great, great things for the kingdom. And as Brother Stan said he's been along for the ride. I know he's it's been more than that, but we'll leave it there. <laughs> we'll leave it there. Sometimes sometimes up the hill, sometimes down the hill, but it's a ride, All right, all right. So what we're um we're going to talk about today is you actually 
written a book. And it's from um, what I understand, I know, um, just to bring it out there, it is a collaboration between the two of you. So it's not, you know, one or, one or the other. So if you will, we're going to go ahead and talk a little bit about that because, I mean, it is exciting. And I'm telling you, I want you to also, we do have a, we do have a, a link where you can do the QR scan mm -hmm. um, to get in touch with her, go to her website and all of that good stuff. But I want them to give you just a little taste, a little taste of it before we get there. So, okay. If you will go ahead and tell us a little bit about this, because the book is called the promise tested. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So here we are right here. This is the promise tested. Um, this is really what I, I wait. Love. Hold that, hold that up again. Hold that up again. Let them, let's see if they can get a good look at it. All um, right. <laughs> okay. The promise tested. I, I really, um, really grateful to God for this project in particular. Uh, reason being is because it is truly um, a testimony of my journey as a wife of thirty years. Um, but it's coming from a perspective that is not your typical perspective. So, you know, when you read most marriage books and, and not to throw shade on anyone that's written a marriage book, just but just to give you a little glimpse on how this might be a little bit different than some you might have read before. It's not your typical marriage book. So it is not a book that's coming from a religious standpoint where um, by any means I'm pretending to be a marriage doctor, a marriage counselor or a therapist. Nothing from that angle at all. There is an element of spirituality, of course, because that's my makeup. That's our makeup. That's who we are. So there's an element of spirituality in there. But it is truly a book that speaks to the very core of my transparency in my journey and becoming one with my husband for 30 years, because it truly was a journey um, for me. And just to give you a little bit of insight into this book and really the rationale behind writing the book, um, is because it's it's one of those things where I came into this marriage. I was young at a very young age. I was 24 years old, um, brand new to marriage. But not only was I brand new to marriage, I was also new to Christ. And so the two of us actually had only professed Jesus Christ two weeks prior to us making our marital vows. Yeah. Um, so we had not yet built our relationship with Christ. We were a work in progress. We were babes in Christ. We didn't know anything about the church scene. We didn't know anything about the word of God. We came straight out of the world, just keeping it real, um, <laughs> doing what worldly people do, right? That's who we were. And coming into a relationship that was totally unexpected, we didn't plan this. We didn't plan to come into a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ right before we get married. It just happened, right? It's one, it's one, I can't say it just happened, right? It was part of the Lord's ordained plan for our life. But when I say it just happened, as far as we're concerned, it wasn't a part of the plan. Um, but two weeks. But it was a part of the plan. It wasn't a part of our plan. I should say, right? It wasn't, okay. of, it wasn't a part of our plan. Um, so, with that being said, not only was I new to marriage, new to Christ, I also came into this marriage with a lot of baggage, a lot of childhood issues, and things that I dealt with growing up as a child. And so, Unfortunately, that baggage that I was carrying along with me came right into this marriage as well, which posed some challenges along the way. Mm -hmm. So I literally had to learn uh, through the grace of God how to grow in grace as a wife as I learned how to become one with my husband. 
So it literally is a transparent journey. It's my journey. The book captures um, the good, the bad. Most people will say the good, the bad, the ugly. But on the back of the book, we call it the good, the bad, and the best. Because what you'll see is you'll see the elements of where my struggles were, where my challenges were. But then you'll start seeing, you pay close enough attention, you'll start seeing where there's some involvement. Where I began to evolve and I began to understand a little bit more about my role as a wife. Um, and how I should walk in this role. And I'm still a work in progress, right? So it's not like I've, I've, I have it all figured out. It's not like I'm perfect by any means. And, and so I never try to portray that image either. But again, growing in grace over these 30 years, and my husband, I'm sure he can attest to the transformation um, that he's seen throughout the years has literally been um, a difference between night and day. But again, am I still challenged with some things? Absolutely. I, I would be lying if I said that I was not. Um, you don't just have years and years of baggage coming along with you that just sheds instantaneously. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't happen that way. It is a process. Um, and, and I'm still challenged with a lot of different things. But again, there's been some growth. There's been maturity in this relationship. And I think part of the reason why God wanted me to write this book, and I, and I hesitate even when I say that, I, I don't hesitate from the standpoint of pointing out the fact that this truly was God ordained, but I hesitate only from the aspect of, you know, sometimes people feel like you're coming from a religious perspective and they automatically tune you out. Um, I don't say that to be religious. I say that to be real. Yeah. This literally was God's walking me through the writing and the pinning of the pages of the book. And the reason why I say that is because if anybody knows the type of person that I am, I am very private, always have been. I, I've, I've never, outside of my husband or my children, never really shared glimpses of myself in terms of my personal struggles, my personal challenges with anyone. Mm -hmm. um, I've been private, always been private. The way I've always felt about it is just between me and the Lord, point blank, bottom line. But so for me to write a book of transparency um, where I'm really sharing my views about myself, how I saw myself um, as a wife initially and the struggles and the challenges that I had, it had to be nobody but him that was actually um, helping me through this particular process. And I'll use this as an example because this is one of the challenges that I had as I was writing the book. As I was writing the book, the Lord had initially given me all seven chapters. They would be, he let me know there would be seven chapters in the book. He gave me the titles of the chapters before I even knew what the content was going to be. So I wrote down the titles of those chapters and I had them all laid out. And then I began from the introduction all the way down from chapter to chapter, writing the different contents of the things that would be within the pages. Somewhere in, mid, in midstream of my writing process, I hesitated and I almost convinced myself not to finish this project. I almost talked myself out of it. And I kind of shared that with my husband as well. I was struggling because what it was doing, it was causing me to go back to a place where I had to remember where I started off, where I had to remember um, the issues that I had, some of the things that I weren't that proud about, I wasn't that proud about. I had to recall those things and recant those things. And it made me not even want to share um, because it made me feel some kind of way about myself, to be honest with you. But then as I was um, having this conversation with the really good apostle friend of mine, matter of fact, one of the ones that kind of helped me to help me to self-publish this book, she began to share with me and she told me, she said, you know what, give yourself some grace because that's what God does. God gives us grace. So give yourself some grace. Take a break, 
You know, um, don't sit there and try to write every day. Just take a break and come back to it. And I promise you that I, I did that. And when I did that and I would go back to sit back to write, it was almost as if the Lord was redeeming the time where I may have spent three weeks not even writing anything because I, I had to deal with what I was dealing with emotionally and the turmoil that I was going through on the inside. I would come back to it and it was like the Lord would instantly redeem that time. And so it was like I hadn't lost any ground at all. The book actually was written a little bit faster than I thought it would be written. I want to let my husband kind of give his view in a minute, because one of the things that I did throughout this process, and, and you mentioned earlier, Apostle Dez, that um, we collaborated on the book. Let me explain what the collaboration was, and then I'll let him go ahead and share his insights about the book itself, the book project. Um, it was my story, my journey. I wrote it, but we lived the story together. So since we lived it together, I had my perspective in terms of how I viewed myself, how I saw myself. He had a totally different perspective that I wasn't even aware. I just automatically, because I was beating myself up. That's what we do, right? We're a lot harder on ourselves sometimes than what other people are. And so I was beating myself up throughout this whole marital process with some things. I saw myself in one light. And as he, so what I did was right before I sent this over to the editor for, for the editing to take place, I allowed him the opportunity because um, he wanted to share this with me as well, because it's his story as well as mine. It's our story. Yeah. It's our story. It's our journey, right? Um, so he read the pages of the book. And as he began to read it, he would stop and he would say, you know, you're being too hard on yourself. I didn't see you that way. That's mm-hmm. probably how you saw you. But I saw you in a different light. He said, so if you want to share how you viewed yourself, okay, but I want you to also spin it in my and give my perspective and let the readers know that although you saw yourself this way, I saw you that way. He said, I think it's important to balance this out so that people have an understanding of it being your view versus my view, because I don't want anybody to think that you're that bad of a wife because you really weren't. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> So I appreciate him for bringing that balance, which is one of the things he's always done. And I share that in the book as well. But go ahead and you can give your perspective on this, sweetie. Yeah, my perspective, um, when when my wife came to me and said, hey, I want to write a book. So we all, she's always talked about writing a book. And uh, so she came to me and said, look, I want to write a book. And this is what I want to write it about. And, um, and the first thing that came out of her mouth was like, I got to keep it real. And we are real people. So absolutely, I understood what that meant. And so, absolutely, keep it real is 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 okay with me. And um, so, when when she came to me, I said, "Okay, here we go. Here's another ride, right? Here we go again." Because my wife is always putting her hands to something. So, and I'm there to support her, and, and we got an agreement. And 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 so, when she started to write the book and started letting me read the pages, I did give my perspective because she was being hard on herself, and that's what we do, right? We're hard on ourselves because yes. we see ourselves one way. And that might not be the reality of how people see you, but we're our hard, uh, hardest critics. And so I did look at the pages and I said, okay, um, that's not what I saw. That's not what I felt. And so I did give my input and say, hey, well, this is my perspective on what was going on at that time. This is how I saw you what was going on. And so I didn't want my wife to put um, herself out there as a bad wife. You know, because in my eyes, she wasn't a bad wife. Now, did we have our challenges? Of course we did. We were young, both young in marriage, and she was learning how to be a wife, and I'm learning how how uh, to be a husband, And but we were both trying to learn how to be saved at the same time. 
So that's the added pressure uh, that we brought early to our marriage of being saved and how do we navigate this thing of being saved now, having responsibilities to each other as husband and wife from God's perspective. And um, so it was challenging, but I saw her totally differently than what she saw herself. And that was how we came together on the pages and the words that go on the pages because she she would let me read and get my perspective. I gave my perspective and and at times I suggested, well, let's change this here, let's change that there, and how we came up with the final product. But what my wife mentioned about being um, transparent, transparency is what we believe is the blessing that's coming that's going to come out of this book. Because when you be transparent, um, people can then see themselves in that same situation. Um, we didn't want to throw a bunch of scriptures at, at everybody and thus said the Lord, right? Those are the same, we understand the word of God, but we also have to live our lives within the word of God. So the daily activities or the challenges that we saw in our flesh, mm-hmm. um, um, so we wanted to put that out there. We want to be transparent. We want to show people, hey, this is a real life situation, a real life marriage, and we hope people can see themselves in the transparency, but also see how we dealt with it, how we grew from it, and to get to the point 30 years later. So, um, so yeah, that's that's how that was our approach, and, and that was my perspective on the book as well. Let me also, if I could, um, Apostle Des, just speak a little bit in terms of um, the title of the book, The Promise Tested. Um, and the reason why it's, it's titled that way, because you'll see as you begin to walk through the pages of the book, one of the things that's being outlined, we, we had traditional vows. I know a lot of people share um, their vows with their spouses and, and they are able to craft their own individual um, lovely soliloquies of their vows and sharing of their commitment and their love for one another. And there's nothing wrong with that from that perspective. But we, when we got married, we actually had the traditional vows. Um, for better for worse, the rich for poor, rich, you know, um, in sickness and in health, that whole scheme of things. Literally every single word of that vow that we spoke to one another has been tested by fire. Um, we've gone through, as I said, I, the good, Mark, the bad, and the best. Take these stand to be my wedded husband. Oh, so are we playing that? No. That <laughs> <laughs> <It> was just. <laughs> okay. Well, that was perfect timing. <laughs> but, um, we literally um, experienced every aspect of that vow was tested by fire. Um, and so what's being outlined in that book is, you know, the challenges that we had in each one of those areas. Um, and we know when we talk about a promise, we're talking about a solemn vow. Um, and, and when we talk about a marital relationship, you know, you're speaking of a covenant um, that you make between you and God and between us and each other. And so, you know, it was tested. And so that's basically where that title, The Promise Tested, comes from, because it was our promise to one another through the vows that we took in the presence of God that was tested through the 30 years that we've been married. I just wanted to kind of just throw that out there. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was going to ask that because when, when you go to your site and um, you go to the Amazon site and it talks about um, the one, the paragraph says, little did we know that our marriage would be tested on every vow we made. And sometimes, you know, you have to people when they get 
tried when they go through stuff in their marriage. Some people are just ready to throw in the towel, throw up the hands and be like, you know what? I, I'm, I'm done with this. I'm walking away from it. But it's something that when you know that you know that you know that God put this together. Um, so you, you had said, you said that basically you and Stan, you had just committed your life to God and well, not too long ago committed your life to God. And then you got married. So with that, um, so obviously, um, as you had alluded to, you knew each other before that, and you had some trials and tribulations, um, in some way though, wouldn't you say that those, everything that you went through helped you? even in going through this and, and, and all the things that you experienced, um, it solidifies your marriage. Absolutely. Um, I think I mentioned that and speak to that in the book as well, that literally um, the challenges that we face is what made us stronger in our marriage in our covenant with one another in our relationship. Um, as challenging as some of those things might've been, it actually, um, when I say it was tested by fire, it was, but it bonded us together because we had to experience these things together as husband and wife. Wouldn't you say that those tests and trials and things kind of bonded us and strengthened us and made us who we are today to where we can stand firmly flat-footed and say, uh, no man of nothing shall separate us at all <laughs> from <laughs> one another? Yeah, I mean, you know, our marriage is not uh, unique in, in marriages, right? There are, there are couples that's been married much longer than we have and face uh, maybe even harder challenges than what we have thus far. Um, but I think anybody that's married, that stayed married, can understand the challenges is what makes the marriage, right? We can all survive, get along, have a good time when everything is good. But it's the times when you're going through something either that you didn't foresee or something that uh, you never had to deal with before. Those are the things that kind of become the foundation in the, 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 the strength of the marriage. So absolutely, I agree. Everything that we've gone through has made us stronger day by day, year by year in our marriage. And I think anybody that's married is married before understands that. And we will hope anyone that's planning to get married that reads this book understands that when you say your vows, you have no idea what's next. You know what you think will be next, what you want to be next, but we don't know the challenges that, that, that life is going to spit out. But uh, those are the things that you survive those that make a stronger marriage. As long as you got two people in it together and striving together to, to, uh, to be in the marriage. I mean, it's willing to see it through. Um, because like you mentioned, you know, we you don't anticipate challenges. You don't anticipate the type of challenges that you're going to go through at all. Um, had no idea, right? But but one of the things I think sometimes, you know, especially with women, women, um, we aspire to get married, right? I mean, yes. it's, it's embedded in us from um, little girls, you know, watching the Cinderella uh, fairy tales and all of those different things. Um, it, it paints a picture as though marriages and relationships are fairy tale relationships. Um, so we aspire for that, right? We think, okay, you know, we're gonna marry whoever it is that's supposed to be our soulmate, and it's gonna be all roses and peaches and cream from that point on. You know, we kind of go into it, I think, sometimes with 
um, expectations that might not be the reality of really what you might have to face. One of the things that I mentioned in the, in the book is that anytime that you're, um, what happens is you're joining two different histories, right? He comes with his own history because he was born into a different family that I was born into. So I bring my history, he brings his history. We come and we collide together and we're trying to merge those histories together. But what ends up happening is anytime that you have two different personalities, you know, with two different histories operating under the same roof, you're having to learn each other. Yes. Um, you're having to learn, you know, your likes and your dislikes and even the things that annoy you and, you know, all those little different things like that, just keeping it real. You're having, you're having to learn and navigate yourself through all that. So the fairy tale that we're being taught when we're little girls is not really the reality of what happens when you join together as husband and wife. It is truly mm -hmm. what it is. It, 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 when we see those Cinderella stories, it is a fairy tale because that is the exact opposite of what you will experience. Um, as I've said before, there, there will be challenges um, and you're gonna have to learn how to navigate through that. We have to learn the difference between a contract and a covenant because when we don't, when we come into a marriage and we think that it's a contract, a contract is something that has an end to it, right? Typically when you sign off on a contract, it, it has an end point to it. That's why I don't view a, a marriage as a contract. It's more of a covenant because a covenant is a vow. It is a promise. It is an obligation. It is something that is between you and God. And just like God had covenant with many others in the word of God, one of the things that stands out to me is that God never broke his word. He never broke his covenant. So the same thing with marriage. It's kind of like one of those things where no matter what you're challenged with, you have to make this commitment and there'll be times and, and Stan and I will agree I, 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 all day long on this, but there'll be times sometimes where you're in your mind, you're like, man, uh, you might think about throwing in the towel. Right. Get myself in right. <laughs> but you, you have to understand what you really got yourself into as a believer. Now, if you're married as a believer, um, you understand what you've gotten yourself into. Now, again, one of the right. things that I, I definitely put out there is a disclaimer in the book, because sometimes when you say these things, you know, people will twist their face up a little bit. So you have to balance everything out. Everything has to be balanced. So by no means is this to indicate that if, if you're married to someone that's physically beating you up every single day and abusing you, that you see that all the way through to the end, literally until death do you part. So by no means are we suggesting that at all. You use balance, you use wisdom, and you seek the word of God in concern of what it is that you need to do. But if we're talking about just a matter of personality differences, if we're talking about just idiosyncrasies and things that just annoy you from day to day, and you're willing just to throw in a towel just because, you know, uh, he's, he took the toothpaste and instead of him squeezing it down at the bottom and bringing it up to the top, he's squeezing it in the middle. <laughs> I just understood that. I just want to get the toothpaste down. What does it matter what I squeeze? But she got all up in that, right? Oh my gosh. You know, or because when they chew their food, they don't chew with their mouth closed. You know, so those are things like. I enjoy my food. I enjoy my food. If I want to oh, no. chip, I eat it. I want my chip. That's how I like to eat my chip. <laughs> To be facetious, of course, you know, cause of death. But these are real things. People, fall out, about. people fall out about these things. All they do, they really do. 
<laughs> so yeah, so I'll, I'll give it back to you. I'm sure you have more questions. <laughs> but I mean, you are absolutely right because if people cannot learn to um, when when I mean, because you know you don't well nowadays I would say you know some some people now they start living together before they're actually married. But if you're doing it the right way, if you're doing it God's way, then you know. All of that comes in and you learn each other as you go along. And so your journey, your journey of 30 years, I mean, it's it's just, you know, something that um, you know that you've been through your ups and your downs and all of that. But there are people, like you said, who will those little things just, you know, after so many years, you know, you snore too loud, you know, yeah. <laughs> and, and marriages are breaking up because people snore or, right. you know, um, you know, because they don't like the, the, the men don't put the toilet seat down or something yeah. to that. Effect, uh-huh. you know? So it's, it's just so that, you know, you learn how to mesh together and you learn how to deal and balance with all of those, um, so I want to, and I know this may not, this may not be a part of it, but we're going to, I want to show a clip. We're going to get to that in a little bit. I'll show a clip of, of the summary of her book, of their, of their book. Um, but I wanted to ask you first, um, even in that, okay, because you have, you have two daughters. Mm-hmm. So through the course of everything that you've gone through and the challenges that you face with your marriage and all of that, um, how did you know because a lot of times people stay together just because of the children so was that a factor was that part of it was um you know was that a challenge or um did it not make a difference at all i'm gonna yield that to to him because this is when he tells you i'll let him share his story but when he tells you his thought process, even when he was a child, concerning this, it kind of helped answer that question. So I'll, I'll go ahead and give yeah, that to you. Yeah, it's kind of perfect segue. And my thought process and the conversations I've had with my wife and my children um, over the years when we talk about marriage and, and my view on me getting married and when I got married. Just you know, when you're talking to kids and trying to educate them and, and show them the reality of life. But so my perspective, my story, starts when I was very young. So go back to <clears throat> to my childhood when I was 12 years old. Um, you know, we I had the family when I was young, my mother, my father, um, and I three sisters. And uh, we were the family in the neighborhood that was looked upon as the family that you want to be, for lack of a better word, you know. Mm-hmm. The, the, my father was present. I remember. Um, I remember he bought a, a convertible Cadillac, right? And uh, we all jumped in the car and and we rode to the lake. And uh, it was just a perfect family setting, right? Christmas time, we got the best of gifts, and and um, it was just that family neighborhood. And so I loved my family. I felt loved in the family. And um, but that was when I was very young. By the time I turned 12, my mother and my father separated. And I was kind of like, I had two older sisters. I was in the middle and I had a younger sister. My older sisters kind of understood what was going on. I'm in the middle and my younger sister was so young, she had no clue. Um, But I remember the feeling of, wow, I just want my life to stay the same. I don't want to change. My mother uh, moved away and uh, moved to a, a different location and took my sisters with her. 
And I wanted my life to stay the same. I said, I want to stay here in this house in my neighborhood with my father. And it got to a point where my father said, son, you know, he worked a, a, a late hours. He said, it'd be best if you move up, you know, move in with your, with your mom. So I, the feeling that I got in that whole situation was um, that I would never do this to my family. Mm-hmm. I would never separate or break my family up. Now, at the age of 12, and this may sound weird to some people, but at the age of 12, I made a commitment to my marriage. At the age of 12, I made a commitment to my wife who I didn't know yet because the feeling that I felt at that time, I said that I would never bring those feelings on my children or my wife. And so as I grew and as I moved forward and um, and my father was still present in my life and he regretted that he'd lost his family. So he said, always tell me, son, whatever you do, keep your family together. Son, whatever you do, it's your responsibility to keep your family together. So I, I had the feeling of I, I would never break up my family. I had my father who was in my ear in my teenage years and my young adult years advising me, whatever you do, keep your family together. So I got those two things working with me, but then I learned the word of God and the commitment that I'm making to God through the vows to my wife. So I had those three things that I brought with me in my marriage. So at a very young age, I was very committed to my marriage and my wife before I even knew who they were gonna be and my children. So when I got married, those things, when I went through challenging times in my marriage, those things was part of my foundation and my strength to help me stay committed to my marriage. And it became, I remember year after year after year, I said, okay, we made two years, we made three years. And not that I was counted down because it was so bad, but these were the things that I was doing within myself to say, hey, I'm not going to do what my father did. I'm not going to break my family up. And then it became a point where I would be talking to the enemy. If, if we would go through challenges, challenges in our marriage, I would talk to the enemy. I was like, okay, I got six years in. I got 12 years in. I got 15 years in. Devil, you you lose. You're not going to I'm not going to be a statistic. My daughter, my daughter's not going to be a statistic. So, so it was the things in me that I had to remind myself of, that I had to stand on, um, to stay committed, and to drive me to keep my family together. So that's kind of that was kind of my perspective, and I hope that kind of shed light on your question. That's it. That's it. Um, I understand completely because. Um, my husband has kind of sort of the same thing. And, you know, he says he see what happened with his family and he was like, I don't want to be like that. And so when we got married, it was like, okay, no matter what happens, we took divorce out of our vocabulary. So it was like, that's not even a word that we're going to deal with. Um, because we know that we're in this thing for the long haul and that's how marriage should be. So with your book, um, what are what are you doing? Okay, we have we have your website, and want you all, if you will, go to and be sure to check it out. Go to www.marvabrewington.com. Um, if you will, I want to go ahead and share 
the uh, the intro to your book, the little video. Um, and y'all give me a minute. Let me get it. Let me get it pulled up here. Um, because I believe that it is something um, people need to. This is this is a good book and you need to go out and get it. The promise test. And now, look, it's not like any other book. It's not going to solve all your problems overnight. But if you put the work in, it will lead and guide you and show you how you can be successful in your marriage. Um, so um, let me see if I can get this pulled up here. All right. So you go to her website and. I, Marva, take me stand to be my wedded husband, to have and to hold from this day forward, for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, to love, cherish, and obey till death do us part according to God's holy law. These were our vows, our solemn promise, and this is my journey. Each vow tested and tried the real mixture. This is promise testing. I come on now. Take peace. I love it. Every time we see it, it just, uh, makes us smile. Mm -hmm. And that's that's um, you know, that's that's kind of the heart and soul of, of of what we're trying to say is we've been tested, but if you look through the video, those people have been tested a lot of different ways, but in the end, we stay together. And uh, we know this book is is not a, a prescription. Uh, to keep our marriages together, but we want this book to be an example of how we kept our marriage together. And we believe that through the transparency, it will be helpful to someone out there as they read the book. Absolutely. Um, one of the one of the things I I, I, I really believe strongly, um, and that is, and one of the things I mentioned as well in the book is I, I mentioned something about if my moment, and I'm paraphrasing, of vulnerable transparency would help just one couple, one marriage, then it would be worth every word that was penned on the pages of this book. Because when you open your life up to the world, there is a sense of vulnerability that goes along with that. Mm -hmm. um, because we don't share everything, right? Some things are just between us and God. But those things that the Lord allowed me an opportunity to share about our journey um, I'm hoping and we believe in the two of us that it would be a blessing because it's real. It's real talk. You know, some people say you're keeping it 100. I'm keeping it 100. I'm not painting a picture as though it was all peaches and cream. I'm not painting a picture as though we had a great ride from beginning to end, that there were never any challenges, never any disagreements, you know, no bumps in a row. I don't paint that picture. I believe that transparency and truth is what blesses people. The word of God talks about how the truth will make you free. Of course, that's talking about the word of God being the truth. But I also believe that when you speak your truths with people, I believe that that can help get people out of bondage as well. Um, that can help to set some people free as well. Because why? It's giving them a ray of hope. It's helping them to be able to see whether well, they had challenges and they had struggles. 
Because sometimes what we see on the outside um, looks different than what's really going on on the inside. Sometimes mm-hmm. grass always seems greener and people paint this picture and they, and they think that you have this certain image. But they don't realize that's a work in progress. What they don't realize is that that's God's grace. What they don't realize is that's God's working in you. But that's work. That takes some work. That takes some doing. That's taken, that takes some grit. That takes some stick to itness. That takes devotion to your vows and a commitment that you're going to stick it out from beginning to end. So that's my hope, my desire. We talk about it. That's our hope. That's our desire. That the transparency um, that is labeled and listed throughout that book will be something that will be a blessing to other people. Amen. Amen. All right. So I know we've we've talked about it and it's been included in that. Um, I want you, if you will, though, both of you to tell us um, really how has your commitment to God really had the, had an impact on your marriage? And as far as um, I know, I know we, we talked about it, we skipped over it and talked and jumped on it, but I want you to just go ahead and because I know you're both ministers, um, but um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, from that aspect, um, I want you to go ahead and just <laughs> that's an inside joke for it, okay? Well, yeah. <laughs> Make me sweat over here. <laughs> Um, I want, if you will, to just go ahead and, and just just a little bit speak on to on that fact of um, because my husband talks a lot about how there's been times when he's been mad at me or upset with me or whatever. He goes because he's a truck driver. He'll go and he, he's driving down the road and he's just talking to God about me and God, she did this and she did that and and I need you to change her and then he and then he says. You know, God will speak to him and tell him different things that he need to do. And then also it'll come back that after he's done, you know, poured out whatever it is about God to God about me. When I when he comes back, then he's noticed, oh, you know, uh, it's a change in me and the very thing that he asked for. So, I mean, I understand, you know, we know we know God is in the mix of it all. But just if you will give us let people know how important he is for the promise tested. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I kind of uh, mentioned it earlier when I said, um, you know, the different, three different things that I had going for me is, you know, my experiences at the age of 12, my father, and then the word of God. But for me, um, my commitment to God, like we were, like we had mentioned, we were young. Um, when we uh, came to Christ, but we were sincere mm-hmm. about our relationship with God. And as a, as a young man, I had the challenges of the world calling me. I had the challenges of being a husband, and I had the challenge of being this new young Christian who who loved the Lord. And and so for me, that has been the foundation of our marriage. And I took the word of God seriously when it came to my responsibility as a husband and my responsibilities to my wife. Like her father gave her to me in the presence of God. And I took that seriously. So there were times when I had to go to God and I had to pray, Lord, help me 
Lord, what should I do in this situation? God, you know, so, and I went to God constantly because I didn't want to disappoint God and I didn't want to disappoint my wife and my family. And so that's have truly been the foundation that has given me strength and the will um, to, to my commitment to my marriage. Now, um, as a young man, there were challenges that I would face and I would literally in the moment stop and pray, God help me with this situation. God, <clears throat> and so, so for me, um, the foundation of, of, of God being my marriage has really, really been 100% as far as being important because without that, I, I believe that things would have turned out differently. Even though I love my wife, even though I love my family, but I love God and the commitment that I made to him gave me the strength to stay when I didn't want to stay or to deal with situations that I didn't understand as a young man. Yeah, I believe I, I say the same with that as well. Um, it definitely is that check and balance system that I think that gives us an advantage. I won't say it's a full advantage, because um, if you're just really honest about it, the statistics of those people that are believers that are still having a divorce is still in astronomical numbers. Um, the percentages are still way larger than probably what we would like to admit. So it's not like, um, and I, I talk about that in the book as well, it doesn't because and I have to be careful the way I say this and I have to make sure I'm explaining it so that I, I don't sound crazy when I say it. It it is it, it take that is the foundation, right? So if you are a believer, it does kind of somewhat give you an edge up because that's going to be that check and balance system. That's going to be the Holy Spirit that's going to check you on some things and keep some things balanced, right? It at least gives you a beginning. But I have to say that it, it takes more than just that. It actually takes um, some grounding that's there. It takes you applying what you've learned through the word of God in order to make that marriage really truly works. Um, it is a process where you continually, constantly have to stay prayed up. Um, just as my husband alluded to the fact that, you know, there are times that in the moment of a thing, in the thick of a thing, as you're thinking the thing or whatever the situation might be, you know, having an ability to be able to call out on God for that help and for that assistance that you might need to keep you from jumping into something and doing something that could um, actually potentially cause that marriage to just really be destructed is very, very important. So um, as believers, we need that. Um, as non-believers, we definitely need to get into a relationship with Jesus Christ because it does help. Um, again, there's no foolproof marriage. I, I, I don't believe that uh, we are 100% um, exempt from anything just because we have a relationship with God. It helps tremendously. So don't get me wrong. So I said, be careful about what I say. It helps tremendously. But unless you take what you know and apply it and it becomes applied knowledge, um, then it's really just, it's not doing you any good. Because again, you have believers all day long that's in the court system and just like they were there saying i do they there two three years later saying i don't um, yeah, yeah and real quick uh, the bible talks about how the devil comes to kill steal and destroy and one of the things for me was i would always and when you get better at this is you become more um mature in the word and, and, and mature as you age but i would always say devil i see you um 
I know your plot. I know what you're trying to do. And that also helped me because I knew it wasn't just that I was trying to keep my marriage together, but also knew that the enemy would bring those things or present those things to me to help destroy my marriage. So I would always recognize this, you know, young in the word, understand the word, believing in the word. So you start, the word helps you to, to understand the world that we live in spiritually. And so I would see the enemy and I would call it out. The devil, I see you. Devil in the red dress, I see you. Devil, I see what you're trying to do. And so that personal battle for me was me against the enemy and say, I see you and I'm not going to let you destroy my marriage. And so those are, that's some of the mental games that I played spirituality with, with my spirituality when it came to standing strong uh, for my marriage. So I recognized the devil and I called it up. Absolutely. Amen. And, and, and I believe that is so very much needed. Um, you have to call it out. You have to confront it right where it's up, where it's at. You know, um, I know <laughs> my husband used to tell me, you know, again, he would go to different drops where he would have his drop his load and there'd be women there and trying to get his attention and all that. And he was like, uh, uh-uh. uh, he said, I will call, I will go and call you and tell you and let you know right up front yeah. and just let him, you know, some, so sometimes you have to confront it. You have to really just mm-hmm. put it all, have the, the for all to know that, look, I'm already committed. I'm already with the, the woman or the man that God has for me. And so because of that, I'm, I'm, I'm good, <laughs> you know, and just put it in God's hand. Now, is it a struggle? Yes, it is. But like you said, um, with God, God's help, it helps us that much. No, we're not believers are not in any way immune to the, the, the works of the enemy. That's what he's trying to do. Nowhere are we immune to that. But at the same time, we trust God that he's going to help us through all these things that we're going through. So I want to ask you before um, we get to um, giving the information as how they can get in touch with you and all of that. I wanted to ask you, um, as far as your 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 daughters, um, when they one of I know one of them is married, and what advice, not just to your daughters, but as if you were giving it to your daughters, what advice would you give to people who are about to get married, and even some who are already married and maybe facing some problems? Yeah, so so one of the things I mentioned, um, especially in the conclusion of that book, I kind of I'm alluding to it from the beginning to the end. But one of the things I really hone in on, I mean, I know this from personal experience. I talk about the difference between coming into a marriage being broken and then coming into a marriage being pliable. Um, those are two different things. I came into the marriage broken. Um, broken things are just what it says. They're broke. Um, and the only way they can be fixed is if they get mended. The mending process takes a long time. Can I get a witness? I'm a witness to that. And so it is far better to wait and to make sure that you're whole in Christ, that you understand your identity in Christ, that you understand who you are in the Lord Jesus Christ first, than it is to jump into a marriage broken, knowing that you're broken. If you come into a pliable, pliable things are able to be bent but what do they do? They bounce right back into place. Mm-hmm. Broken things are broke and they stay broke until they get mended. Why bring brokenness into a marriage if you don't have to 
for somebody had to come pick up your pieces like my husband did time and time again. An emotional roller coaster ride is what this was, unfortunately, on my end. And again, that's just me being transparent with this. Um, so I, I can see the challenges I had being broken coming into it, wishing that I had waited until I had just said, you know, yes to Christ. But that was only two weeks of that. Wish I would allow myself to mature a little bit in the word of God and to mature in myself because I came in immature as well into this marriage. Um, and allowed myself an opportunity to grow a little bit first so that coming in, maybe some of the, not saying we wouldn't have any challenges because I believe all marriages are going to be faced with some tests, but maybe some of the pitfalls and some of the things that I had, maybe it wouldn't have been there had I been a whole person. So that would be my advice. Did you have something else you yeah, want to real, add? Yeah, real quick. And this is what I'll say to, to the men, the young men or any man married. Um, their description of the Bible that I don't have, but this is what I held on to um, when it talks about a wife. The Bible talks about how your wife is a blessing to you. I tell my wife all the time, she is my blessing. I held on to that. I believe that. And so if this is my blessing, I'm not going to destroy, hurt, damage my blessing. Why? Because when God says it's my blessing, if I treasure and honor my blessing, then on the opposite side is God's going to give me everything I need in order to take care of the blessing. Um, in, the, in the book, it talks about how we've gone through some uh, financial crisis. Well, I held on to this as being my blessing, and I treated my, my wife right. I treated my children right. And I, and I believe over these 30 years, because I've done right by my wife and my children, God has always blessed me, always gave me a way to to provide, to protect um, uh, my family because I took care of my blessing. So gentlemen, this is your wife is your blessing. And if you treat her like a blessing, God is gonna honor that and he's going to provide to make sure that you can take care of your responsibility when it comes to your family. Amen, that's it. Um, we have to realize that this is um, a partnership when you enter into it, it's a partnership and it's not just between, not just between you and your spouse, but it's between you, your spouse and God. And that covenant relationship, that covenant relationship, you have to, you have to still work at it. It may be easier for some, it may be harder for some, but you still have to work at it. So Dr. Brewington, I want you, if you will, tell us how people can get in touch with you to find out uh, and to and even to order your book. I have been flashing the website. If you want to go to the website, I've been flashing the website. I am going to put up um, the QR code and all that, but let just let us know how, as I pull this up, <laughs> let them know how they can get in touch with you. Okay, absolutely. You can definitely get in touch with me in more than one way, but most of that information you'll find on the website, which is marvabrewington.com. Um, again, that's Marva, M-A-R-V-A, Brewington, B-R-E-W-I-N-G-T-O-N.com. When you go to that website, you'll also have a link that's there. Um, it's an Amazon um, icon or um, what's it called? Logo. If you click right on that, it will take you directly to um, the page where you can purchase the book. It is available in ebook as well as paper book copy as well. Um, or you can go straight to Amazon itself. You can type in The Promise Tested. 
Um, it'll pop up there. You can type in Dr. Margaret Brewington. It'll pop up that way as well. But when you go to the website, you'll see all my other contact information. You'll see my email address that's tied to the website. Um, <clears throat> there is info at margaretbrewington.com. You'll see where you can connect with me on my Facebook um, group page there, Doc Margaret Brewington, and then also on Instagram at DocBrew1. That's how you can reach out to me. Um, feel free to go ahead and scan that QR code. If you scan that code in, that will take you directly to my website. So you don't have to worry about typing out, typing out that long www.margaretbrewington.com. You can just take your phone, um, scan it through your camera, and that'll take you directly to the website just by um, scanning it right there. Amen. Amen. All right. And let me, uh, I think I, I have went to it, but um, I want to go also and just show everybody, just go to your website. Again, y'all give me a moment to pull this up. <laughs> um, because I, I I want you to have the full experience in, 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 um, being able to reach her and get the information that you need. So again, go to, as you scan the code in, or you can type it in and go directly to her website. Um, if you go, to, if you type in or click on the link for books, it will take you directly to, directly to where you can purchase the book. And look, go ahead and make sure you make your purchase today, today, tonight, today, whenever you're seeing this, make sure you go ahead and purchase it today. Because I'm telling you, people that have gone through some some things, they're able to tell you some things. Mm -hmm. And so they wouldn't lead you astray. And especially when you have a covenant with relationship with God, it is it is very important to listen to those who have weathered the storms <laughs> they've been married 30 years they've been married 30 years and congratulations on that Thank congratulations you. on that my husband and i've been married 33 years all right okay okay <laughs> there you go so as i'm saying we know you know that's what i say we we know we can tell you a little bit of something we tell yeah, a little bit absolutely. of something of what you're going through and everything and, and it has it always been easy not at all not at all but again when you share with this, when you share and let people know exactly what it takes and what, um, I mean, you, you have to know that it, it, it takes commitment. First mm -hmm. of all, commitment. So I want to, if I want to give you all the, the last few words, uh, if you have anything else you would like to say, this is, um, you can go ahead and say it at this time. Uh, yeah, real quick. Um, we appreciate the opportunity to give our perspective on the book. And um, so we thank you for giving us this opportunity. Uh, we, once again, um, we was open, transparent, we was real, and we just gave our experiences and how we dealt with them. This is a glimpse of, of, of our 30 years and with the intent to be able to help someone. And we believe um, through the sincerity of the words that was on the page, I think that you will find this to be a blessing. I think it, it, you may be able to see yourself in some of these situations. Hopefully, it will help you to give you the strength to stay married and continue to work towards uh, your marriage. Amen. I, and I don't have anything further to add to that. I echo everything that was just said, and I agree with that 
All right. Amen. Well, once again, I just want to thank you all both for thank you both for joining me here for Kingdom Living today. It has been an absolute pleasure, absolute pleasure talking with you and um and and letting people know, sharing with you with everyone about this book, The Promise Testing. Make sure you go in order today. And um look, when she when she has her uh, make sure now is there a way, let me just ask this, is there a way that people can get autographed copies? <laughs> <laughs> um we are we were looking to do some book signings and different um tourings of different cities, but with everything going on right now with COVID that's been on pause. Um, so eventually, um, at some point, we do eventually expect to get out there and get that done. Um, we will also have some physical copies as well at some point here at home with us that we can possibly sign and get those shipped out to you. But right now, the way to get the book will be through the Amazon website. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to hold them to it. And um, we're we'll looking forward to the, her this book and the next project that she has coming up because I'm, I'm telling you, I know God has great and mighty things, not just for her, but for the both of them and their ministry. So once again, we are here with Dr. Marva and Stan Brewington. Um, and we're talking about their book, The Promise Tested. Make sure you go out and visit them on Dr. Marva Brewington, um, excuse me, MarvaBrewington.com, or just look up on Amazon and order the book today. So again, I just want to thank you, thank you, thank you for being here with us for Kingdom Living Today. I am Apostle Des. Until next time, thank you again. And God bless you. God bless you. Thank you, everyone. Thank, Thank you, you for, for joining, joining Apostle Des here for Kingdom Living Today. To contact us, visit our website at www.ikingdomministries.org. Find us on Facebook at iKingdom Ministries or on YouTube at iKingdom TV. To send a donation online, go to iKingdomMinistries.org or contact us for Cash App, PayPal, or Zelle. Until, Until next time, be blessed. Be blessed.